everybody. Welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, the number one trending topic on Reddit, Chris Marler. Chris. Just for Thursday. Just for Thursday you a, night. You had a weekend. It was just you had my a weekend. There were so many ups and downs this weekend. I will tell you this right now, Tyler. Keep my fucking graphics name out your fucking mouth. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. That's <laughs> maybe I, I've had a I've had a range of emotions going on about it all day. Yeah, because I feel like kind of like Will Smith was like kind of like our generation's guy a little bit when it comes yeah. to actors, you know, because he had Fresh Prince Independence, and then, you know, like I would consider Adam Sandler one of those guys. Wow. Will Smith was like Men in Black, Independence Day. Not in that um, order, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Independence I Day hated really Men in Black. Oh, I thought it was the best when I was young. Um, I, I feel like a lot Wild of Wild Wild West, of course. That movie was terrible. <laughs> I, I will say, I so, and this could just, this could just be a totally. The Wild Wild West. <laughs> wicked, wicked, wow. Uh, <laughs> why don't we just do the full show on how all, the, the fact that they, they were like, listen, I have an idea. We're going to put Kevin Klein. This is the duo people have been begging for. <laughs> Yeah. Sure, we had him with Tommy Lee Jones. Sure, we had him with Jeff Goldblum. And they were like, someone was like, how much more fucking weird can we get? Like, how much more plain Jane polka dot of a white person could we get up here? And they were like, you know what? Kevin Klein, the guy from Dave, that movie Dave, yes. like from six years ago. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that that movie to me was like Will Smith testing how big his stardom really was at the time mm-hmm. because he was really, I mean, he was in some really good movies at that time. And he just, he found out that, okay, you know, maybe we can't do everything and it'd be a hit. You know, while we're going to find out, man, you, you mess with Kevin Klein, you fuck around and find out. That's right. Um, I will say that I think that Bad Boys, this could just be strictly because it was my first radar movie. I feel like that was a lot of our generation's first radar movie. But I could be wrong. I could, that could just be strictly a me thing because it was so uh, popular and it was yeah. like, it really was just violence. I don't know. Oh, man, there was a string of good movies back then. That like that money talks Chris Tucker. Oh yeah, that was actually. I just really remember, good. yeah, those were like my first few like rated R movies that I saw. Yeah, a time right. to kill. Right, obviously, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is absolutely not okay for a child to watch that movie. <laughs> it's like Dances with Wolves. I saw that one too, and the body. So when I was a child, this is true. I think I brought this up before. We only had like four movies. We didn't have cable because we were we were like poor as shit, and so we had like. We had the entire box set of I Love Lucy on VHS. That, that was like a whole, I had like I Love Lucy posters in my room up next to like Bama and Ron Gant. Like it was like <laughs> Ron Gant, Bama winning the national title and fucking Lucy in the chocolate factory with like, you know, just chocolate drops everywhere in her mouth. And then, that's by the way, good. just side note before, before I let you go on, Ron Gant is the best 90s baseball player name of all time. Ron Gant? Yeah, that's pretty fair. <laughs> Ken Ken Kamen, it, Ken was such a '90s name. Yeah, Jeff Blauser, another one. But <laughs> anyways, he was awful. That entire team, I, I, we've talked about this before. That entire team had just an entire database of throwaway middle infielders: yeah. Jeff Treadway, <laughs> Jeff Blauser, Mark Lemke. Oh, anyway, Steve um, Olson, or whatever. You say or Olson? Whatever. Greg Olson. A, Greg Olson. Greg he's Olson. A catcher, catcher though. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Who was another '90s baseball player? Charlie O'Brien. You remember him? That guy looked like shit. That guy looked like Toby Keith. He, that guy looks like how Toby Keith thinks he looks like. Just, right. oh man, tough. 
tough yep. scene. Anyway, what what were we talking about? <laughs> no idea. Oh, Will Smith. Will Smith overreacting. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into that. All right. Well, let's go through a chronological order because I think something happened to you on Thursday and on Friday. You mm. so Thursday you were the number one trending topic on Reddit. Yeah, for basketball, for college basketball. That's fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Especially because not really a college basketball guy. Is that a big? Is that a big deal for real? Like I'm, I'm not making a joke here. Because like, I feel like it is like being, being I was at the very top of the page. Oh, yeah. Oh, trending on Reddit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. OK, so um, it was so I, I do these graphics and I told you guys it's like my favorite thing. Um, and it was for the Gonzaga Arkansas game. Right. And so it's like the matchup breakdown, like going through like oh, Gonzaga. Boring as shit, by the way. Just boring as shit. Um, if you haven't seen the graphic, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but go through um SDS Instagram and Twitter, like I said, or go to my Twitter and you can see it, or even my Instagram, Vern Funquist. Um, but excuse me. So that was on Thursday night. Pretty cool moment for me because it was like, you know, I just you put a lot of work into those things. I mean, it's I do, nice man. Rewarded. Yeah, I do, You know, it's not. It's nice to have people like at you know, like outside of your company recognize it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. So I think that part's cool. And then it was um, like, so that was like a high. And then Friday, <laughs> Friday was the opposite of that. I did a comedy show with a, a buddy of mine named Colin Kane. And he's like the filthiest comedian I've ever heard in my life. That's, that's coming from me. Like it is like. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You opened up for him that one time. A bunch of times. A couple of times. Yeah. Back. Yeah. yeah that's at right. the punchline. So I this was not the punchline. This was, this was at a gala. He didn't tell me about, he told me, he gave me no information. He's like, you're going to open up and just do like, you know, 20, 25 minutes of clean comedy. And I was like, no, I'm not clean comedy. No, I'm not. So, so then we get there and like 30 minutes before the show, he's like, Hey, by the way, um, wear something nice. Don't wear jeans. I'm like in the car on the way wearing jeans. And I'm like, fuck dude. And so I go back, I go back home, change. I'm like dressed up, whatever. I get there and it's like this fucking like I don't even know how to describe it. It was like from jump I knew this was going to be a disaster. And right. I, like it, they had like one of, you, you know how anytime you see one of those like backdrops like a standing backdrop people are taking pictures in front of and it's not mm -hmm. the Oscars you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, right. It was like one of those situations. It's like, it's like a hotel party on New Year's Eve. Right. Something like right. that and you're like, "Yeah, okay." Welcome to Maxim Magazine. And it was like, yeah. so we, we go in there and, and, and the guy who was hosting it was awesome. Colin was super nice. All that kind of shit. However, the whole setup for it was a nightmare because it was like, there, there's a DJ playing music. The guy who's hosting it comes in. He's like, telling me, he's like, yeah, so like, I own like 16 to 20 bail bonds places called Second Chance Bail Bonds. This is just like a, I don't even, I still don't even know what it was for. But it's like this big party goes, and we got we got Bob and DJ Drama coming on tonight, and I was like, Bob, you have Bob and DJ Drama. <laughs> you know who DJ Drama is? I have heard his name, uh, but I don't know. I don't know what like, he does. Uh, Moment for Life with Nicki Minaj. Like he's been on a oh, bunch yeah, of yeah, bunch yeah. shit. Okay. But okay. Bob and I was like, so so in my mind, I'm thinking, like just knowing from doing comedy, there's nothing worse than being like. There's music playing. Everyone's vibing to whatever music, or at least it's just playing around in the background. 
And then you'd have a stark contrast where you shut that off. And then somebody, especially somebody that looks like me, walks on stage and is like, hey, guys, how we do it out there tonight? Let me hear it for you. Like, (laughs) Then you're forced to do clean comedy? I didn't do it right off the bat. I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. And so I walk up and there's like, there's like a giant dance floor in front of the stage. So no one's even in front of the stage. Like no one's sitting down, but really, and then everyone's like pushed out to the sides. So you can't see anyone. How many people were there? Probably a couple hundred. Damn. That's pretty big. No, but everything's pushed away. So it's like, it's like, I mean, there's probably when I, when I did my set, there's probably a hundred people there. Okay. But everything's like, it's this massive open room. No one's near the stage. You can't hear anything. It was awful. It was awful. And so then it was fucking awful. I mean, like I did something about like, I was like, anybody, anybody been engaged and not had a wedding? It's like, I set it up terribly. And this woman's like, I have. And I was like, whoa. She's like, she's like, I'm engaged now. And I was like, when's the wedding? She's like 2020. And I was like, all right, lady, you're not fucking on the same page at all. Um, So so he went terribly. I ended up like, I just walked off stage. I, I did my thing, gave the mic to Colin. And all I heard him doing the whole time was like, shh, shh, shh. And I was like, yikes, I'm going to go watch the rest of the St. Peter's game. And that was it. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Mm. Well, sorry. To hear that. There was no, there's no bar in the Avalon up here. By the way, like, like I'm already walking into that fucking like, you know, Buckner going into Shea at like after game six, because the, no the Avalon is the where Avalon. we were staying after the wedding. Like we had everything booked there. Like uh-huh. everything is like playing there. So I walk, I'm like, this fucking blows. I don't want to be here. And then there's not a, there's not like a, a bar. So it's like South city kitchens in there. And yeah. so I got like, I got like a makers on the rocks and he's like, be 23, four or 23, 50 boss. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> wow <laughs> the bottom of what? Like <laughs> yeah. it was fun. How was your weekend? It was good, man. Went to Murphy, North Carolina, Beautiful. which is just a little bit north of uh, like Blue Ridge and all that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close to where I live. Um, and uh, there's a casino up there. So I had some buddies from school up and we went to the casino. You could do some sports gambling now. There's sports yeah. books in North Carolina. So we got to watch the games, play a little golf. You know, the weather, as you probably saw here, was absolutely freezing. So outside of that, it was amazing. Uh, But hot tip out there for everyone, uh, if you want to go up to... So there's two Harrah's properties in North Carolina. The bigger one is not the one in Murphy. So this place, Murphy is a very tiny town in North Carolina. So if you ever go there and you're not staying at the casino, which you could Airbnb or Airbnb my dad's place. He just put it up on Airbnb. That's where we stayed. Love it. Um know that there's basically no service at all to get you around the town uh after let's call it 10 30 at night which yeah, you know that's a typically problem. i don't know if you've been to casinos but you're usually in there like later than 10 30 typically when you first brought this up off air all i could think of was that scene from batman from the joker's like we are expanding and he's like <laughs> but we're having tryouts or whatever. And he like breaks the thing in half. That's what I thought you were going to have to do for rooms. I was like, what is happening in this place right now? Like, yeah. So we're like, I mean, it's look when you're 35, everyone in the group is 35 or older and everyone right. has multiple kids. Nice. 
one one thirty in the morning, two in the morning is extremely late. Yeah, and we were like, we were there. It was our last night, you know, trying to have a good time. So we're like, all right, well, let's call the cab company because there's no Ubers. Huh? They're just, they're just not answering. It's like, okay, well, I'm getting pretty tired, so I'd like to leave. You know, and it was like one of those things where everyone's like getting more and more stressed out about it. Like, so how frustrated, right? So how the fuck are we going to get home now? Because it's two o'clock in the morning and like one of our buddies was flying out of Chattanooga at like eight in the morning. How far were you? How far were you away from the house? Wait, Chattanooga? 15 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So um, it would have been if we walked there, it would have been like walking along a highway for an hour. So we were like, that's probably nice. not going to be Safe. the move. Yeah. Um, so what was our move? Um, find uh, two. Er, first of all, ask every single person as they're leaving the casino, if you can have a ride, <laughs> which hey, can you do which, a favor and I not mean, murder me? I mean, and also give me a ride. The fact that someone actually said yes at some point is beyond baffling. It was, like a dude and his girlfriend that were probably like in their early twenties. Yeah. I was like, you know, six dudes that are like actively looking for a ride at two in the morning. I'm surprised they're like, yeah, sure. Where are you headed? <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> it ended up working out. We got home and uh, it was a fantastic trip. So that led us to Sunday, which, you know, I'm not a big Oscar watcher. Yeah. So I wasn't exactly tuned in live. I was exhausted from this trip, figured I'd get some sleep, get back to work on Monday, but I woke up this morning and wow. I mean, apparently the people who were watching it in the US actually were just very confused as to what happened because they, you know, they... What do you mean? Like everyone outside of the US was like, they knew what happened? Yeah, because it was unedited. Like in the US, they edit it. And if you look at the... The video is actually coming from like the Japanese and the Australian casts because they didn't edit it. Yeah, okay. so people that were watching live in the U.S. they were like, "What just happened?" You know, and yeah. everyone was freaking out. And then, of course, you know, Twitter gives us the world at our fingertips. So people were like, "Yeah, this is on the Japanese," and the whole thing played out. And it was one of the most insane things. My emotions have been all over the place. Big Will Smith. Welcome to every day of my life, dude. Yeah. (laughs) And I've gone back and forth all day long. Now I'm pretty very confident that it was real. I think it was definitely real. I will say that when I watched it, I, okay. So I caught like, I like, I stayed off Twitter this morning. We had like our work meeting and I'm just like, you know, head down, like work on some different things and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and I, I get a text from my mom and she's like, did you see that Will Smith punched Chris Rock on TV? And I was like, like on purpose or like, like for serious, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? No response. Just doesn't right. respond. Puts me okay. on read at like 1049 in the morning. Doesn't say another word about it. So then like, I finally get on Twitter at some point in the afternoon, I think. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, Oh, he really like, he like really, he like, he like hit him. And so I'm like, and then I'm, I just thought it was like, some bizarre thing. And then I didn't know until several hours later that he, he followed it up by screaming at him, keep my name or keep my wife's name. That part was the most uncomfortable. I mean, you've parents so were that's, divorced. That's, that's where I, uh, I studied that part of it. And you studied it? The anger in that man's face. Yeah. You can't even, you can't act that well. Mm-mm. You well, just you can't either anymore. You get, ever since he had, what was that movie? Hancock. Everything's been downhill. You know, right? Well, he did just win Best Actor. 
It for what? Conveniently came on a night when he, you know, caused all this drama. I mean, he won Best Actor last night. Yeah, after that happened, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you didn't know that. No. Yeah, he got he back won up Best there. Actor. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a he night! Won Best Actor for ups and downs. I know. Yeah, I feel like a fool. Yeah. Yeah, well, I so, had a bad comedy show, and then I was number one on Reddit. My God, Will Smith had some real ups and downs. Yeah, so for I mean, I think at this point everyone's heard the story. Yeah, but you know, I'll start at the beginning. The GI Jane comment. Do you think that Chris Rock knew about the whole like alopecia thing? I have made jokes about Josh Dobbs uh, looking like sloth from the Goonies, and I had no idea about the alopecia thing. Had no clue. And this is this is from like the red, white, and bro days, like my old blog, and, and we did the winning and boozing thing. I will tell you right now, it's in your best, it's it's at your discretion, it's in your best interest to, to use like your best judgment, right? Discretion, like, yeah. Yeah, like of what you're trying to make jokes about. That being said, it's it's fucking comedy, man. It's a joke. It's like I, I don't know how many times I've had like like the stay-at-home moms thing I did a couple weeks ago. Like that's that's not how I feel about stay-at-home moms. I I like I have the utmost respect for any woman that is raising kids in general. My mom did it by herself for for years, and yeah. she wasn't stay-at-home mom. But I like I know that I know that shit's not easy. These are just words. These are just words. I thought, and I'm going to take a much different perspective of it. I think than most, and I'm not trying to be like you know super dramatic about it. But I thought it was incredibly dangerous. I thought it was incredibly dangerous as to what. Will Smith's reaction was because like if Will Smith does that, what's to stop somebody from at the fucking punchline at landmark diner in Atlanta doing it or at, at, at mm-hmm. laughing skull at the vortex downtown. Like what's, or at, like those are actual legit comedy clubs. What's to stop somebody from doing that at a fucking open mic. And like right. that whole thing, it was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like what? Like, yeah. And, and the bigger issue I had with, like, that was the biggest issue I had with it from a, from a comedic standpoint, because it's like, was it in poor taste? If he knew, then sure, then sure. If, but I don't think he knew. And for her to sit there and play the victim, this is what really pissed me off. Because I don't give a shit what anyone's going to say about how they have an open relationship or anything like that. When she was, like, openly talking about sleeping with, like, someone else and, like, her friends, her son's friends in front of him that shit didn't seem like it was very open on both sides at all and right. so but like, dude will smith is a broken man mainly because broken. of her and probably the, the the now like and they live there i mean i remember I, I don't know if they still do it but i remember all the time seeing like online i don't know if it's like a facebook show that they had about their family talking about real deep-seated issues mm-hmm. and like that was their thing and yeah it's like I, I feel like will smith's life is like so fucked from all this yeah and you could tell he's a broken man when he goes up there. He's laughing at the joke. Right. right. And then clearly turns around. She's not happy. And then, like, almost like he has a split personality. Yeah. Like, is like, you don't talk about my wife like that. Slaps him. And then is, like, infuriated. Right. Like, beyond reproach. Like, they went to commercial. And, like, there's, there's footage from, uh, um, like, people that were at the show. Yeah. During the commercial break, like, Denzel Washington, like, a couple of people are, like, trying to calm him down. Why? But see, but see, that's the other part of it too, which is like, that, that's what I, like my dad had the worst anger issues and he would like, he would go up and, and that not 
not, I'm not saying it's like dismissing the Will Smith thing, but like he would go up there and do shit. Like he would, we'd go out in public. He would do shit like this a lot. And it used to drive me crazy. Cause it was like, man, you're just like, it's like, you're just doing this for yourself. It's, whatever the reason was, was misguided. And whatever the reason this was, was extremely misguided for one. And then also like, I, but I think, you're I think right. it, taints, like part- I taint, it taints his image forever. Right. He's never, he's never not going to be a crazy asshole now. I'm pulling for the aliens every single time I watch Independence Day now, from now on. <laughs> for real. Like, it, like I'm I watching, think, I'm like, well, I hope he doesn't make it out of here in the spaceship before like 30 seconds. I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there. Honestly, it's to me, my first reaction after like, I've, you know, digesting it for 24 hours, I'm very sad because I clearly mm-hmm. think that there's something really wrong with him. Yeah. And I think you see, you see this with a lot of like super, super famous people. Like, his personality back like the one that i remember was always so bubbly and he seemed like the nicest dude in the world and like you can see that just this run of being like super famous mm-hmm. and his li- and, like his whole world like his life is pr- just seems very chaotic behind mm-hmm. the scenes like you I, he that was his breaking point last night and yeah. now he's now he's done like now you, unless you have a fantastic pr agency and you can somehow flip this around to something positive which I don't know what it would be. I think be. people are going to think that you're insane. I mean, remember when Tom Cruise jumped on the couch? And like yeah. ever since then, it's been off the rails. He <laughs> like Kanye he's lyric. Like, he's like a Scientologist. Yeah. And like he was forever crazy after that. I and like now you, Will Smith has this. I Will Smith and me are nowhere near the same at all. Besides <laughs> our muscular definition. Um, I think everyone would agree with that. But I will tell you that like, doing anything publicly like and inviting people in you you saw it firsthand it was the biggest fucking nightmare i i had to deal with i thought i was going to deal with at that breakup because it was like fuck man like i've spent all this time inviting people into like the oregon state podcast and these are our dogs chips and queso and here's like this whole thing blah 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 and then all of a sudden you're like that's gone and then everyone has seen this and you're like what the fuck are we supposed to do now like like you know what i mean and, and mm-hmm. so Luckily, our audience is not the entire fucking world because people can right. be ruthless. And our audience was actually amazing being like uplifting and super nice of all that. But yeah, I mean, like, like he went through like, like anytime I fully believe this, anytime you go through like a, like a breakup of that magnitude or what he went through of like his, they're not married. Right. Being in an open relationship is not real. Yeah. And, and like, I think that that's just what he could, he could give to the, to her to make sure she didn't leave. And, but once, once like you can't put it back in the box, man, like you can't, once all that shit gets out, you can't put it back in the box. And it just creates this whole thing where you're like, I think he is broken. I think he's, I think the whole thing is like kind of fucked him up. And with, in, I would, you know, like with, yeah, with good, yeah, with good reason. I mean, right. That's any, you see what his son tweeted? Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, she was like banging like Jaden it's, Smith's friends. Right. Openly. That's so, that's so just fucked up. And that's how <laughs> we do it. <laughs> like what? Yeah. That, that whole thing. Like, because, oh my because I think that's just, you know, like I, I hate this fucking word so much. I hate this word. It's, it's so overused. It's so stupid. And it has such a gross underlying like meaning to it, in my opinion, especially if she's like in a derogatory way, but like people calling him a cuck and stuff like that. It was like, that sucks, man. That's just like, like, because I don't think he chose, I I don't think he chose any of this. I think this person decided to be selfish and do whatever she wanted to do. And, and then we live in a, we live in a day and age now where people will act very selfishly and they, they, 
they will tell you the reason why. And our society has become so scared to step in or put a foot down or say something of, well, that's wrong. Like morally, like, you know, like objectively, whatever you want to say it, that's wrong. And they're so scared about the backlash you would get from that. They're saying like, okay, well, we just have to accept everything. So like, mm-hmm. you know, like we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing the limits more and more. So it's like, well, you know, that's not, she wasn't cheating. She was just having a hard time expressing herself sexually and they wanted to have an open relationship. It's like, no, she cheated. She cheated mm-hmm. and she broke their marriage. And, and right. dealing with that whole thing is like, what I meant to say earlier is like, it's like dealing with a death and mm. you can tell he has not been able to come to grips with it because he's still trying to live out this lie that everything's okay. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I found myself being sad after that. I mean, it's obviously like, and Chris Rock, so like, I think Will Smith maybe is a good enough actor to pull that off if it was fit. Now, obviously, right. I, I definitely think it's real, but I think he could actually play it off. But Chris Rock isn't a good actor. He's a great comedian. But he was visibly shaken after that. As, as one he should have be. been. Yeah, but he yeah. was like, uh, so we're going to present this documentary, um, an Oscar for a documentary. Like, he was just I don't think, like, think he could have handled it any better, to be honest. I thought he handled it fantastic. He did. He did, man. He, I mean, when Will Smith is screaming at him, he's like, all right, man. Yeah, I won't do it we're anymore. not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Have you ever had... Have and, you ever, well... And then trying to move on from that, like, and the place is dead silent. Yeah. That was the weirdest thing is when like people people thought it was a joke in real time, like that we're in the in the um the hall or whatever. Yeah. Until he started screaming the f word. Right. Yeah. And everyone and then everyone just goes silent. That's and it got really we, awkward. We say it on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. um no that was i thought was, I, that was it was awkward shit i there's been one time in my entire i say career but i've been doing stand-up for 11 years now it'll be 11 years on april 9th or april 11th something like that there's been one time where somebody came at me and i don't like remember what physically i said came at you or like oh, came yeah. back oh physically okay. came, yeah like he was like he tried to come on stage and it's this whole thing um and I, I think it was at the punchline. I said something about, I think I said something about his wife. Oh God. <laughs> and it was like, but it was like, cause like she wouldn't shut the fuck up. Right. And so, and I said something and, and this guy got mad or maybe it's just about him. I don't know. And he just started like charging the stage. And I was like, is this guy fucking serious right now? And like still talking to Mike and like part of me was like, fuck, like, what are we going to do here? <laughs> and like, I was young enough to be like, I can take this fucking dude if he gets on stage. But I was also like, old enough to be like, we're not going to fucking fight right now. What are you doing? Like, this is a, it's a yeah. comedy show. And like, before he got to the stage, the security got him. And I was like, thank God. Appreciate that. <laughs> but what'd you say on Mike? I, th- I think, I don't remember. I'm sure I was a dickhead about it. Cause I was like 26. <laughs> I'm sure I was an asshole. I'm sure I was, <laughs> but anyway, um, so we're going to take a short commercial break because we have a sponsor to bring up and I have to pee. Oh God. And we're back. Tyler, we have a sponsor. You know, I've been saying this to you for a while, and I think most people would agree. It's nearly impossible to not have a sponsor during March Madness for a a sports podcast, uh, especially one that talks about gambling as much as we do. So I went out and got us one. Nice. Yeah, someone had to. I got it. I got it taken care of. Um, Our sponsor for this week, the Furman University Cheerleading Squad, um, go Paladins. 
and their head coach. I'm not going to say her name because we were told not to, not by her. Um, tremendous lady. Uh, she posted something today and it's going to lead to our, um, our, uh, what do you call it? Uncensored moment of the week as well. And her, she found out that her ex was using her login, uh, and her email address for pizza hut. <laughs> so wait, what? She, she found out her ex had been using her email address oh, I see. I for see. his pizza hut rewards program. <laughs> And okay. and had like a shit ton of points. And I, so I just jokingly reached out. I was like, what are we doing with them points though? And she's like, if you want some for the podcast tonight, you and Tyler, you let me know. And I was like, absolutely. So we had a podcast pizza party tonight. Um, we got a free medium pizza, courtesy of Pizza Hut and the Furman University <laughs> Paladins cheerleading squad. And whoever this guy is that was using her address because she saw it, got in, changed the, the password and then kept all the points. So... Wow, I must be eating a lot of Pizza Hut. He it was a, for over a year. He was collecting some rewards for sure. Um, so we want to say life. cheers to everybody in Furman. Yeah, especially Go the head Paladins. coach. Um, a fantastic, fantastic uh, uh, find today, and we appreciate. it. So what we're going to do is we've already thrown this out there on um, on Twitter tonight, and our unsensitive member of the week is what's the pettiest thing you've done to an ex, and whoever has the best answer. We're going to give them a pizza. We're going to pay it forward with pettiness. I love this. There you go. So, so it's like, are we, are we listing these out at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I got you at the end. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, we'd be remiss if we didn't speak about the college basketball going on and the final four being set as far as name value. I mean, you can't get much better than UNC Duke, Kansas, Villanova. I mean, I, yeah. I guess you could replace Villanova with Kentucky, but Villanova's had as much success as anyone over the last five to ten they years. They won a natty closer to, or more recently than, what do you call it? <laughs> yeah, um, Kentucky. Kentucky so, has. Um, and obviously, I mean, you can't write the script any better than you're writing right now for, for Duke uh-huh. as far as, you know, him getting in, beating Arkansas, who I think beat him at one point to win a championship, getting into the Final Four, which makes him surpass John Wooden for the most Final Four appearances in NCAA history. He plays UNC, who have never they've never played in the history of the rivalry in a tournament game, let That's alone crazy. Final Four. And then if he gets there, um, and he faces Kansas, I, I want to sh- say like Kansas was like the first team he ever played or something like it's the most insane story that you would never even think not, would be real. It's not at all. It's not the most insane story ever. It's so fucking, this is way more believable to be made up than the Will Smith thing. I just, <laughs> for real, like this whole, this, this is such bullshit, man. I just, they're a great team. Fine. You cannot tell me the refs hadn't taken over in the end of that Michigan state game. You cannot tell me the refs weren't a factor in the Arkansas game. I'm not saying they would have won because Arkansas did a lot of things to have them pull away. But like, my God, man, just like, you know, you know, they're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be Kansas and Duke and Duke's going to win. And it's going to, there's like, if they get by UNC, which they will, there is no fucking way that the NCAA or CBS or whoever the fuck is in charge is going to let them lose in the national championship on coach K's last game. There's no fucking way. It would be very funny if UNC destroyed. It'd be awesome. Them again. 
Because remember the last time that happened when it yeah. was his last game? <laughs> yeah, quiet, quiet. You, give me a second. Give me a second. You know, he's 75. Yeah. I mean, he's just, uh, he's been around since I could remember uh, watching college wonder. basketball. And he's basically um, like the Joe Pa of basketball, but like, and I'm not saying this to be funny, but he, his legacy hasn't been tarnished in the way that Joe Pa's did. But like, you know, we don't see, Joe Pa was at Penn State for like 49 years. You don't see that anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. are you rooting for it to happen? Are you rooting against, against it? it? A thousand percent. Yeah. I hope. I hate Kansas. I, I hope it's. I hope it's Nova and UNC in the finals, and I hope UNC wins. I like. I don't really give a shit about either school. I. I'm just. I hate Kansas so much, and I like everything about that school. I hate Kansas because we talk so much shit about Will Wade and all that kind of stuff. Um, before we found out he was like such a selfless you know, um, basically a missionary for, for like, like the less fortunate, um, in the world of college basketball, um, that we learned from Chris Gordy, but like Kansas did the same exact thing that LSU did and hasn't faced anything. They're basically just like, fuck you. Like they ended up signing him to a a contract extension. Right. Yeah. It's just stupid. Well, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm rooting for. I don't hate Duke. Like I, I actually liked Duke when I was young. Grant Hill is my favorite player. Really? Um, but as I became, you know, more into Florida State when they joined the ACC, um, I didn't hate Duke. I mean, I hated like some players. Like Greg Paulus is one of the. I hated that guy probably yeah. more than any other player. I hated Reddick when he came through. You hate I was Reddick? I like Reddick. Um, but I don't necessarily hate Duke. I mean, uh. So it would be a cool story, no doubt. It feels like there's a cool story playing out in front of us right now, but um, I don't know. I'm not really rooting for or against it at this point. Doing the, um, doing the, uh, what do you call it? The matchup breakdown graphic and looking up Duke. My God. It's just like, it's unbelievably impressive. Um, Like, I mean, like, like every CEO you could think of. It was like, it was crazy. And, it, and my, one of my favorite comments too, because, and I knew somebody was going to make it, but Tim Cook, the CEO at Apple, he went, he went there. He also went to Auburn. And right. somebody in the comments was like, that ain't, that ain't right. He went to Auburn. Tim Cook is a graduate of Auburn. And I was like, do you think that by chance he got that job by also graduating from another university and furthering his education? Or do you think he just went to four years of undergrad at Auburn and was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to apply for this job at Apple and see what happens. Steve Roll Jobs dice, out, baby. me in. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. No, Duke is a very impressive school. UNC is not bad itself. Um, what did you think about Arkansas's run and also St. Peter's, those two falling short? Because I didn't realize it was I, in the Elite Eight, it was the highest total of seeds in the history of the elite eight, like if, oh, you, took, wow. if you added up all the seeds, um, it was the first time ever a 15 and an eight played, which is makes total sense. And it's also the first <laughs> time ever a 15 seed had made it um, to the elite eight. So yeah, St. Peter's thing uh, was awesome. St. Peter's thing was cool to watch. Um, I lost a lot of money betting against them every time that they advanced. Right. Um, so that hurt a little bit until finally I was like, you know what? You stick to the process. Yesterday I, I won money on UNC. Um, but crazy. I mean, I thought it was a cool story. The guy like immediately took a job after the season was over, as one would do. That is um, alma mater, which I guess is yeah. like... 
you know, you got the the white kid that looks like he basically is like Sean Mendez or something. Like he looks it was like so every... funny seeing him against like trying to guard like Leaky Black from UNC, <laughs> and he's just like they play the same position, but he's like world smaller than, than yeah. Him. Like he, he feel, also I've, he looks like crazy. like what I imagine if if they had like made if if they were doing like an SNL sketch. Or if like Amanda Bynes had made a movie about basketball and they're like, all right, this is what you're going to look like. Yeah. That's that's what I think that Doug, whatever his name is, would have looked like. <laughs> Dougie Buckets. Doug Ed, Ed, Edgar or somewhere. I'm, we'll never remember his name. No. Um, uh, but I mean, the fact that like the Kentucky win was obviously ridiculous, but I mm-hmm. also thought Purdue was a very, very good team. Yeah. Um, and they have multiple NBA players on that team. And the fact that St. Mary's took them down, like... Uh, just an incredible run. Um, and, uh, you know, Arkansas, what a run. I mean, they were the only out of all the SEC teams that had a good year. They're the only ones that made it to the Elite Eight. Um, Second year in a row. Yeah. And they're clearly, from what I was reading today, they've got a very good recruiting class coming in next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, the must boss doing good things there. I, did, I was on um, in that Duke game. One of the things I, I was on was JD Note over 18 and a half points. Unfortunately, fouled out. With 14? With 14. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. Because I was like, you know, he's going to be launching at the end of this game because we all were on Duke. Right. And him to score a lot of points. And I was like, they're going to be down. Really but he was, you know, like my buddy that was with me, he'd been betting on Note the overs like every game and hitting them. Mm-hmm. And so, so I hopped on with him the last night, of course, and it lost. But. Um, it, fo- it caused me to focus on him like while we were watching the games and, and like Note was notably like timid in that Duke game, I thought. Really? I don't know if it's because he was playing with a lot of fouls, but like usually he just launches from anywhere on the court and I just felt like he was like passing the ball a lot. So He's much more of like a dribble and drive guy, but I think that like w- one thing I noticed too was because we watched that Kentucky game he had earlier in the year and he, he goes for 30 and and he definitely had a feeling like you know maybe he, he could possibly go to forty like this he's he's looked that good, but then you also take it take into account the fact that he had like he had like um, I'm trying to think in his last like six games something like that like half of his points or like maybe it was like the last eight games like half of his points in each of those games were coming from the foul line like he was right. he was very dependent on getting to the foul line um, and Arkansas was the number I think two or three um, ranked team in the country getting to the, getting to the free throw line. And then like, uh, I think they were second in the country getting to the free throw line and third and, and free throws made. I will say I, I loved watching them. This is what's so tough about like doing like March madness recaps because like so much happens in between games. Like if we were recording this on Friday, it would have been a much different attitude because like what Arkansas did to Gonzaga was awesome. I thought that was so much fun. And like, mm-hmm. I don't like Gonzaga. I don't like, most of their players um, and just like what they, you know, I just, I, I'm just not a huge fan of like them being so over overly ranked every year. It seems like, um, and then Didn't their head coach, like get a DUI and like hit a pedestrian. That was Jim Beheim. I'm pretty sure Mark Few did that too. Jim Beheim killed a guy or maybe it was someone's like dog. Yeah, that was Beheim. You're right. But, but Beheim something. killed someone, I think on the way to a game, like, because he was not on the team bus or something. I don't know. I think, or he like went and still, yeah. maybe he was on the way back. Yeah, I, I do. Know. So for the record, I do want to say Mark Few did not get drunk and kill somebody. Um, that was, that was Jim Beheim. Yeah. My bad. That was, 
he did get a DUI. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I, no, I thought the thing with Arkansas, I love what Musk is building down there. And it, it speaks volumes about, like, I've been saying this for two, three years now. And despite what happened with those fucking idiots on Twitter about Traylon Burks and how mad people got about one, one video that I posted. Um, and by the way, he's still pushed off. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Uh, doesn't change the fact that I think he could be receiver one or wide receiver one in the NFL draft. But like, there's like them going... Um, and this is, this is a question I want to ask you at the end of it, but like they won nine games for the first time in a decade in football under Sam Pittman. They beat Texas, they beat Texas A&M, they beat Penn State in a bowl game. Um, you get to basketball, you get to back-to-back elite eights for the first time since 95, 96. Uh, and you remember like the 94, 95 teams played for national title in 94 and won it, played for national title against UCLA and lost in 95 against UCLA with the, the O'Bannon brothers and Tyus Edney. This is going to shock you. Anyway, thinks I'm a bandwagon fan. Was a huge UCLA fan in 1995. Love Tyus Edney. Love the O'Bannon brothers. Pretty sure I had a UCLA hat. Yeah, but then, um, they, then they ruined college football uh, video games. They did do that. Yeah, yeah. I can I can tell you right now without like a hundred like without an ounce of hesitation. I had a UCLA national championship champions hat for basketball in 95. And by 1996, I had a Tony Delk jersey and shorts <laughs> from Kentucky. Um, so there's that. So. But so the, the, the question I have to ask for you is like, I, the, you go from football to basketball and then you have baseball season. They're currently ranked second in the country in baseball. They were ranked number one for a majority of the season last year. They're holding strong right above a team out in Corvallis, Oregon, that we're not going to fucking mention that I just don't ever want to have success ever, ever, who is third. But the question I have is who has more momentum going into next season as an athletic department? Because speaking of baseball, Tennessee swept Ole Miss and pretty much beat them like a fucking drum in every single game on the road in Oxford. They're 23 and one, and they're your new number one team in the country. Basketball team won the SEC tournaments, football team. What they got? Six, five star. Yeah, it's just seven five star. They're, they're, they went seven and six in football, but they had a lot of um, momentum. Barrett Bear, Lee said this is the, this team has, this program has the, the most momentum in the country for football and also as an athletic department. What do you agree or disagree with that? That he thinks Tennessee has the most Mm -hmm. momentum. Um, He said outside of Georgia, maybe he said the sec. I should probably get a quote on that before I just, yeah. I mean, Georgia doesn't have any momentum in many sports outside of football. Do do they? I love that. They just fired their head coach. They were the worst in the sec. (laughs) True. Um, no, I, I I think I'm gonna go with Tennessee. I mean, I to land a five star QB that is a program changing move. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas definitely is headed in the right direction, but you know, you're always gonna want to, um, you know, you're always gonna want to have that five star QB if you think you can get to the very next level. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe Arkansas has that. They have very good quarterback KJ Jefferson, but once that kid gets on stars. campus. Uh, Arkansas did? Yeah, with like Drew oh, yeah, Sanders yeah, right. and, and uh, Vidal Hazelwood. No, yeah, but at, I, I specifically mean at QB. Um, so, and I love just everything about that offense. You know, Kendall Bryles, I don't know how long he'll be at Arkansas. Um, so that's a factor as well. Um, and obviously, dude, when you have a kid that's throwing 104 miles an hour. What is that about? I do think the basketball program for Arkansas is better, though. I'm not yeah, a big Rick no Barnes guy, at least in the tournament. And 
Moss is, I think, going to win him. I, I'll say this. There. there was, I think, I think our social media guy, Alex, posted something about this the other day. It was like, where would you post, where would you put, um, rank these programs or whatever, like for, for basketball? Where's this thing? Um, and hold on, where's it at? Where would you post? Uh, Jesus Christ, what is that? Um, hold on, how far? Okay, his top five uh, hoops programs moving forward. He said Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, and Bama. So many people got upset about that Kentucky not being number one because we know what what Coach Cal does every year. I, from a consistency standpoint, and Kentucky fans get mad all you want, but like. Which if you're if you're a Kentucky fan and you're and you're being like you're you're being serious, right? You're being honest to yourself. In the last two years, would you rather have what what your basketball program has done or what Arkansas has done? Which is yeah, make maybe. two straight elite eights. And it's I under, it's hard to win a national championship in basketball. It's really hard. Um but getting knocked out in the first round by St. Peter's, I don't care how far they went, like that's inexcusable. Yeah. So I think this is like, this is, this is, this is two years in a row where they've made it to the elite eight, not only made it to the elite eight at, at Arkansas, but they've also lost to Baylor last year, who was your national champion. And then also this year lost to Duke in coach K's, you know, last hurrah, whatever you want to fucking call it. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I would, I think if a Kentucky fan was honest with themselves, they would much rather have the Arkansas yeah. over the last two years. But um, before we move to our last uh, uncensored moment of the week, here's what I've always said about Saban. Um, the I most impressive thing that he has done is sustained success. Mm-hmm. Seen a lot of teams pop up, including my alma mater, that can make a hot run and they pull back quickly. Um, we've seen a lot of programs that can rise to the top, Auburn, and then they fall back quickly. We'll see what's happening with Clemson. You know, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to say that's happened yet with them. Right. We'll see. But Georgia going into the offseason is going to a different offseason than they've experienced in 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing that I want to see from Kirby now that he's hit that I think we've been very honest and said that we we knew that Kirby would win one there. Yeah. Um, now he's in the second phase. Can you sustain? Can you can you sustain that level of excellence? We now fast forward to today. Kirby's out here in the media saying that um, last week, you know, he said the complacency will be the killer of us all. Um, probably maintaining that, you know, there's probably a few people if not multiple people on the team that are probably still having the hangover from the championship parade just a couple months ago what's going on at qb though so this actually reported uh i think first by our good buddy um graham coffee and uh he's dog out west on twitter definitely give him a follow he's the man should have had him on here for to be honest we're gonna have him on here very soon but um yeah basically um he he brought this up the other day and like you, you start hearing these like rumors about you know it's spring but what would any fucking practice be at any time of year if it didn't involve some sort of controversy at quarterback under Kirby Smart? Um, and the rumors were a week ago that Carson Beck, who's a guy that I thought would have been gone by now, I thought yeah. flat out he would have he would have been in the transfer portal already because there's no way he's going to see you know be a starter. He's been getting reps a lot uh, a lot with the ones. 
um, as like late as, well, you know, as current as this week um, and going into the, we're recording this on March 28th. Uh, so the end of March, right. We get word this past week that now him and Brock Vandergriff BVG uh, mm-hmm. has also been getting reps with the ones um, a, a guy that's like put in a lot of work um, just with his release. There's like a bunch of videos been put up with him. He looks, he looks to be the part, obviously he's a former five star coming out of high school. Um, put in a lot of work uh, to, to get better and better. I kind of thought this would be him and Stetson and be Stetson's to lose the comments that are being made. I don't think they're surprising necessarily because it's off season and Kirby is going to try to motivate people. And he's, he does that through the media, you know, more than maybe any coach. Um, but the comments about, you know, like we're trying to get, let me, let me pull one up here. Um, we have high expectations for Stetson. We also have high standards for what we expect Stetson to do in terms of leading our offense, going to class and doing the right thing. We're still challenging him to do those things. You know, I think if you go into next season and Stetson Bennett's not your starting quarterback, what a fucking slap in the face. Just let him take the first snap and then fucking ride off into the sunset, whatever. None of this surprised me from Kirby Smart at all. And also, I love the fact that Stetson is a 24-year-old, six-year senior quarterback. Because outside of quarterback, that's exactly how you describe me going into my final year of college, too. So, love that for him. Um, But, like, going to class, okay. (laughs) Like, I just, I mean, it it cracks me up. There's the whole thing is, like, I, I think that Kirby's trying to motivate him. I think he's trying to push him. But if I'm if I'm Stetson, I'm also enjoying the shit out of this like this celebration tour because everyone in that fan base, everyone in that fan base, not Kirby, because Kirby he defended him and double down, triple down, quadruple down, whatever you want to say with him. But everyone in that fan base doubted you for two straight years up until there were eight minutes left in that national championship game. I would enjoy every every single bit of it, and, and so uh, good for him, man. Keep doing you, Stetson. I also think that we're seeing in plain daylight Kirby and Todd Munkin try to hang on to as many QBs as they can mm-hmm. because if you've got Stetson as the clear starter in spring and it's clear to both Carson Beck and BVG that they're not going to be playing much, if at all, this season, plus you have Gunnar Stockton coming in, mm-hmm. one of those guys, if not both of them, will transfer after the spring game. And so I think... And Kirby, wait until Arch Manning commits. Right, yeah. Because that everything that I've heard is that that's where he's going to end up. At Georgia? Which blows my fucking mind. Texas is making does a it, push. Does it really? I mean... It does. It, it does because there's not a single thing that Arch Manning should go... Like, I don't... I love Munkin and all that kind of shit. There's not a single... Go to fucking Texas... And play in Steve Sarkeesian's offense and or Lane Kiffin's and let him win you two Heisman's, one SEC West championship, or, or like a Big 12 championship, whatever you want to fucking say about Texas. If you go to Texas, then you can come into the SEC even. Go to Austin and be the biggest name in that town outside of Matthew McConaughey and Tacos. It's simple. Must they must be you know very good at convincing in Athens. I, yeah, what's well, legal now, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's frustrating. I mean, I, I think if you're Texas, 
you know, I don't want to get too off topic, but if you're Texas, you can't lose that recruitment. You've got to find a way. Yeah. And the oil money, you know, the price of oil these days Pour is out. quite high. Yeah. I'm saying. So, um, yeah, figure it out. I think this is, this? I think this is a motivational tool on Stetson. Also, mm-hmm. I think it's a way to try to keep these quarterbacks invested and hopefully not in the transfer portal. Right. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Do we want to do the unsuitable moment of the week this week or do we want to wait until next week? It's up to you. I mean, I got some good answers. But I kind of want to wait until next week. Uh, but are we going to forget? I'll probably forget. Yeah, we're going to forget. Okay. All right. Let's go over these answers here. Pettiest thing you have done to an ex. Winner gets a free pizza. By the way, did you see what Josh Pate said? No, I didn't. He was like, everyone knows you're just going to Venmo them $8 and tell them to go to Publix and get a DiGiorno. Um, okay, so I went to dinner with her after the breakup to mend fences and be friends, as she put it. But then I just ordered a bunch of expensive shit and left, the do- left out the doors by the bathroom. Also changed the Netflix password when she got to the last season of a show. No free rides. <laughs> that is by Taylor Long, who's one of my favorite people on social media. Um, Let's see here. Found out a girl was only dating me because I was her partner in our class and she wanted to have me do all the work, then dump me after the semester. I explained the situation to my professor who made a deal where I purposely tanked the final project to screw her. Wow, that's dedication. (laughs) That's really good. Um, A girl who cheated on me left some clothes at my place. I mailed them back to her after letting them sit outside for a week in the Florida weather. That'd be smelly. Yeah. Um, what? That's I don't crazy. have one, but my ex's mom did name a tortoise after me and then call me to say she was excited because, quote, it will live longer in the family than you would have, end quote. So maybe she deserves a pizza. She's I, I fucking hate everything about this story. I know so much more than I'm going to even bring up right now, but I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Fuck that woman, Lily. That's all I'm going to say. Um, let's see here. Okay, and then there's, uh, I went on a date with a girl because she told me before that she thought she was my type and that she could see me ending up with her. I posted about it and everything, knowing she would see it. Joke was on me. She was right. I married her. All sorts of ups and downs in, in that roller coaster of a tweet. That's a, that's a lot, yeah. Yeah, but it was all it was all positive. Okay, so here's here's the runner-up, I think. That guy's going to be slapping someone on an Oscar stage one day. <laughs> that, guy, that guy does jiu-jitsu, so yeah, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. Okay. So we were in high school, you know, we should be saying their names too. This is my bad. Um, real quick. So Mike Toscano, a big, uh, UConn fan, lover of the podcast. So great dude. He's lost like 80 something pounds since last year. I'm so fucking proud of that kid. Wait, this guy is a UConn football fan. He's a UConn everything fan. Wow. We, he did you, not like our defund UConn football. No, segments. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but that's who that. had the, uh, I the literally professor. thought there was no chance a UConn football fan would be listening. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, same, same. Um, he was the one that had the uh, the professor let him tank the class and just a screwer. Um, Cruz Oxenrider, one of my good buddies, uh, he had this Florida weather one. Um, Lillian, uh, one of my favorite people, she she's actually low-key really funny. She had the tortoise situation. Um, Trippy D, uh, he had Trip. Uh, he's a big Georgia fan. He had the one about where he ended up happily married, so fuck off, Trip. Um, and then, 
<laughs> Daniel Hammock said, okay, so we were in high school. My best friend's girlfriend broke up with him. So we quote unquote vandalized her house. Catnip in the gutters was my favorite part. All the neighborhood yeah. cats had a new hangout. That is intense. Who, do you, who, do you, who should it go to? I think it's either Mike Toscano or Taylor Long. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but whoever intentionally flunked the project. Mike Toscano. Yes. You are the winner of a pizza for next week. DM me for your prize. Um, and then we will, we will send that. You have to pay it forward too. So there we go. Uh, that is this week's episode. Um, Tyler, anything else? Looking forward to, uh, this Duke UNC game, man. Who who are you going to take? You got got Duke all the way. I mean, in the final four. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they're going to let him lose. There's no way. By the way, I don't know if you saw, but I am top five in the brackets right now in the group. Are we doing that? But I'm not going to win. I'm in it. Oh, I didn't do that. You did that? Why didn't you tell me? I I did. Oh, okay. (laughs) I just didn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Sounds like student loans. Okay. Awesome. Um, We will will see you all next week.